Welcome to Dialogue Out Loud. I'm Taylor Petrie, editor of Dialogue, a Journal of Mormon Thought. This is our third year bringing you audio stories and personal voices from the pages of our quarterly journal. And this year, we're excited to showcase new pieces from writers such as Katie Ledlow Rich, Megan Armconnect, Taisha Osler, and more. We couldn't do it without support from our listeners and subscribers. So we just want to say thank you. If you'd like to hear more great audio content like this, go to dialoguejournal.com slash podcasts. Enjoy. David K. Isom Morning at home, listening to silence And a solo cello Caressing old books Fog outside, fire inside Trees in crystal veils Fog-doused sun Earth's palette replaced by soot and chalk No color, only grays Darker or lighter. No real black. No clean white. Beth Cranston died this morning. The only real old-timer still in my old neighborhood. Except for Rod's mom, and my mom, and Mr. Humpert. Beth, exhausted from succoring her blind brothers, blind son, grandson, and great-grandson. Blindness carried only by women, worn only by men. Each generation deciding to have a baby, possibly blind. Beth, exhausted, buried two children, including blind Richard. And last week, praised God that she would not live to bury anymore. My bishop warned me at 16 to stay away from shades of gray, because truth is black and white. He did not mention hot reds, shivering blues, volcanic yellows, and I did not ask. I hear the low notes of the cello in my belly, the high notes behind my eyes. The duck pond is dark because the spring water melts the frost, but the hills, the logs, the deer, all mid-range grays, subtle, soft, reluctant, all feathered pale. I squint through lashes to darken the dark grays, lighten the light grays, to try to see the black and white world of my bishop. I remember the morning Beth left her garden to calm Richard raging, and I vowed I would not add another blind person to our neighborhood. Vowed not to blind myself to forbidden grays or burning flowers. Vowed not to pretend that peacocks are penguins.
Salt Lake City, 1957, by Judy Dark DeLogu. Sunday morning in Salt Lake City, when faithful Mormons flock to worship at neighborhood wards, my father's secret psychiatric patients slip inside the back door of 508 East South Temple for 45-minute appointments. A nurse impersonator, I greet them, steer them into the doctor's office, return to Atlas Shrugged, We might argue in the car, but on arrival, my father and I team up. He exchanges his suit jacket for a white coat, ducks out for a smoke while I pull patient charts from a wall of alphabetized folders. There's the homosexual bishop, the alcoholic relief society president, the man who pees on his wife. I align the waiting room magazines, feed the fish, flush a dead one, and replace the Kleenex. Everybody knows the drill. No one arrives early, no one stays late. Crossing paths with a friend, neighbor, or relative means questioning why some problems require more than prayer or a patriarchal blessing. To a Maple by Garrett Van Dyke. Your inverted slant is an acute note, west to east in the shaded sunrise, surrounded as you are by that moat of rocks and weeds, dry as a chalk line. One Goliath's push would likely do, would end your wind quivering forever. And still I pray to you, pray for you to suck the least dew from your dust. Forget you. Never seemed to find the soul to water. Had plans, of course. A desert snaking pipe, brown as your bowl, shaking from the easterlies of winter. You've made promises too, long gone. Once you might have burned for Moses, cursing the crossing, striking the stone, hoisting the serpent, left unseen. Yet your sap, untapped, returns to me. Against all odds, yes, despite my neglect, your dark blood robe covers suddenly, while I watch still through crusted glass. Acoustic by Garrett Van Dyke My devotion never translates to my fingers. There's something lost. The scaly chaff of my heart opens my lungs. I pinch my pick like a quill. What can I scrawl in the dusk? The eighth notes scream as I harmonize. Endless D's 
without a you. A whittler stripping the block's clothes, keeping time at arm's length, desperate for a revelation. E minor, A minor 7, G, D6, D. The progression is eternal. I believe in the delicate vice on the fret. Callus is encroaching on my prints. Their throb, waking me in the night after a two-hour vesper, is the closest I will come to purity. issue of Dialogue, A Journal of Mormon Thought. They were read by Abby Gaston and Daniel Foster Smith. Dialogue Out Loud is produced by the Dialogue Foundation, a registered 501c3, with support from Mary Thieves and Salton Studios. Original music and editing by Daniel Foster Smith. Our content manager is Emily Jensen, and our social media manager is Adam McLean. If you want to find more great audio content like this, go to dialoguejournal.com slash podcasts. And while you're there, consider donating. Thank you. Bristlecombe Firesides, casual conversation around a virtual fireside where we discuss faith, the earth, the universe, and everything. We are your hosts, Abby and Madison. The central question we ask each other, as well as poets, artists, activists, and other guests around our virtual fireside, is what does it mean to belong to the earth? So if you've ever wondered how to reground your faith and spiritual practice in the stuff of the earth, this is the podcast for you. Catch up on previous seasons by subscribing to Bristlecombe Firesides on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. From the Aspen Mountains, Juniper Forests, Red Rock Deserts, and Salty Lakes of Utah, we wish you peace and goodness as you strive to find yourself in the family of the earth. Dialogue Podcast Network.